Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called Go. Yes, the two letters, G and O. They are the same first letters for the word good, the same two letters for the word gospel, and the same two letters for the word God. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And yes, that's what we've been learning. The word for us is to go and preach the gospel. But what is the word for them? Well, have you ever heard of the Romans' road to salvation? It's four scriptures from the book of Romans, easy to remember and easy to share. I like this because it shares both law and grace. And we've been discussing some of Ray Comfort's quotes, showing us that the law helps those who think they are okay to come to terms that they are actually guilty of sin, and those who are repentant and sorrowful for their sin to accept the grace of Christ and receive his righteousness by faith. In the International School of Ministry, Ray Comfort has some more quotes I'd like to read you. One is, Biblical evangelism is always law to the proud and grace to the humble. With the law, he says, Jesus breaks the hard hearts And with the gospel, he heals the broken hearts. He continues, So find yourself a sinner and experiment on him and see if it works. Jesus gave us the example, so follow it. If someone comes to you confessing his need as a sinner, give him grace. But more likely, many people will come to you establishing their own righteousness. That's when you give them the law. So we're going to discuss the Romans' road to salvation. Two good questions to ask. One, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? Another one could be, have you heard the good news? Your sins have been paid for. Well, the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now this is where you can ask if they've ever told a lie or taken something that did not belong to them. If so, this would make them a liar and a thief. Therefore, like Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Then we read in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, here we see that sin must be punished. However, Christ did something great to set us free. And then we move on to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, because of his love for us, he sent his own son to take the punishment in our place. 
the wages of sin, being death. Jesus paid our penalty. And then we can move to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 and 13. They say that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not maybe, you will be. And then verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then moving down to verse 13, it says, For whoever, and that really means whoever, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So salvation is as simple as repenting of your sin and calling on Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. Now, we can also add three good scriptures on grace in any appropriate place. The first one I like tells us how much God loves us. John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then the very next verse tells us that God does not condemn us. John chapter 3, verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Why? Because God has a plan for our life. John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Well, after you share the Romans road and maybe some of these extra scriptures on grace, then you can have them pray a simple prayer to accept Jesus, something like this. You could say, repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you healed the sick, raised the dead, and made the blind to see. You said if I would call on you, that you would save me and forgive me of all my sin. I call on you now. Come into my heart and be my Lord. I repent of my sin. Save me, forgive me, and give me eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, what do we do next? Well, invite them to your church. Get their phone number so you can call them back later. Give them a tract. Or better yet, a pocket testament from the Pocket Testament League, which you can get at www.ptl.org. Tell them this little book has 21 chapters, and if they read a chapter a day for three weeks, their life will never be the same. So what are we doing? We're doing what Mark chapter 16, verse 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, there's a term I really like. It's lifestyle evangelism. And there are three similar words to evangelism. There is evangelical. It stands for the people or the church who believes in the gospel truth the good news of salvation in Christ through faith and not by works. Then there's the word evangelism, which means a zealous effort to spread the gospel. And then there's the word evangelize, and it means to preach the gospel or to convert people to Christianity. Well, with the term lifestyle evangelism, we can come up with three different outlooks on what that might be. The first one would say, I will not force my personal beliefs on anyone. I will keep my mouth shut and witness for the Lord by my actions only. My actions of honesty and integrity will lead others to accept Christ. If I live right, they will initiate the conversation concerning Christ. Well, there's a second definition. 
I put it this way. It says, I will confront people with my Bible in my hand and say repeatedly, get saved or go to hell. I will tell them what dirty sinners they are and demand they immediately get on their knees, repent of their sin, and receive Christ as their Savior, because if they don't, they'll end up in the everlasting lake of fire. That's a different definition, all right. And then let me give you a third outlook on what lifestyle evangelism could be. With my everyday actions and words, along with the power of the Spirit, I will share the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. I know that faith comes by hearing, so how will they hear without a preacher? So the true picture of evangelism will have something that you can see and something that you can hear, and it will have words included. Listen to Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 18. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then verse 14 continues. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed, their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. You see, true evangelism is not something just to see. It's something that must be heard and something that must be said. And Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So out of the three definitions of evangelism, which one do I think is correct? Absolutely, it's number three, which says this, With my everyday actions and words, Along with the power of the Spirit, I will share the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. I know that faith comes by hearing, so how will they hear without a preacher? Don't forget, there is a harvest that is ripe. Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 through 38. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. What do we need? We need harvesters. Rodney Howard Brown made a statement that the days of Billy Graham are over. We can pray all day long, but when are we going to do something about it? Acts chapter 5 verse 42 tells us what they did in the beginning days of the church. It says, And daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. And Luke chapter 14 verse 23 instructs us, then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Listen to Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water freely. You see, we're supposed to be ambassadors for God. It tells us about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, 
we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So what can we do? Well, number one, we can pray for the Lord of the harvest to send harvesters and pray he uses you. Like it said in Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 through 38, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We can also resist the fear of man. As it says in Psalm 118, verse 6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. Third, we can preach the word, just like it says in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Fourth, you can share your testimony. It says in Revelation chapter 19, 10, and I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And last but not least, we can lead them to Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20, like we read, Now then we are the ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's time to go. See you tomorrow. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.